You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. Hey, dude. What up? Not much. How's it going, man? I'm good. Good. How are things with you? Uh, you know, about as good as you can get with everything going on right now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I think I think the whole world is just kind of like, you know, what the fuck just happened mode. I think we're still trying to figure out what's going on, you know, <laughs> you know, we haven't even got to the, what the fuck just happened part. <laughs> You're still like, why, what's happening? What's happening? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're still in the present tense, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, what, what have you been up to since world went crazy? You know, um, I just kind of like sat back and kind of did some thinking, do a little house cleaning, you know? kind of looking at stuff and thinking about what I'm going to be doing and what's going to come next. And yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but you know what? This is the perfect time to say, I know what I want. I think, you know, like as weird as the world is right now, <laughs> there's, you know, at the end of this, there's going to be a lot of opportunity oh, if yeah. you use this time right now correctly, you know, regardless of what anybody wants to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like, like right now, it's like if you have time right now, you have nothing but time. It's if you're quarantined and even if you're essential, your hours are probably being limited at work or your exposure is being limited. Right. And so it's like you have all this time. Why not self self reflect, mm-hmm. focus on like what was it, you know, because I think everybody gets sidetracked from their goals and stuff like that, you know, and that's OK. <laughs> Shit happens. But this is like the perfect chance to sit back and reflect on that and, you know, get going again. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. Um, and if you've never had something happen where you just kind of, you know, are forced to sit back and, and reassess stuff, this is kind of like the reboot for everybody. You know, we, this is definitely one of those moments where it's like, all right, all right. Yeah, let's let's take another look at this. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a, and I, so it's like what so there's, you know, obviously a lot of similarities between what's going on now and what you've gone through personally, you know, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, like, how's it feel now that we all know what it's like, kind of, you know, <laughs> maybe yeah. not to the same level, but you got a little bit of a head start on this compared to most of us. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like an asshole about it or anything, and I don't want to sound opportunistic, but it's true. I mean, in that sense, I've been living with the sense of, I have no idea what is going to happen after all this, I don't know when all of this is going to be done. I, I, you know, it's like, am I going to be here? Am I going to be there? Am I going to have a job or a place waiting for me? Um, you know, the, the every essential little life function was kind of at question. Um, and it still is, to be dead honest with you, that, that not a whole lot's changed there, except for the ability for me to come to grips with it and accept it for what it is. Uh, I can't change what's going on with my condition. I can't change. I can't just say, okay, I'm going to decide not to have epilepsy anymore. Um, despite what some of my friends were like, you just got a positive think you're out of the, your way out of that. Okay. Well then you'll be in 
control of my rescue meds when I give up my seizure medication and start that positive thinking, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, I'm all for like positive vibes only, you know, like, uh, you know, and I, I like, to, you know, I meditate, you know, I have my mala beads and I, I, you know, I think there is a benefit to that, but I'm also not going to manifest the coronavirus to uh, <laughs> just disappear. <laughs> yeah, this virus doesn't give a fuck how positive you're thinking. Yeah, exactly. It's not gonna. It doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it has no feelings. That's right. That's I right. do, and mine hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the people I love, yeah, want to take care of them too. Um, so, how do you say it in an emotional and mental sense? I've had a year to prepare for this, you know. So, when all this happened, it really didn't affect me nearly as much as it had affected everybody else because I basically went through my own little version of this last year. So for me right now, I feel that I feel that maybe there's something I can do to help other people out. You know, I, I can't work, haven't been able to work. I can't, you know, there's a whole lot of shit I can't do, but I know, I know how to do online meeting stuff and a lot of people need it and they're not used to it. Especially now, you know, I mean, everybody, every, everybody's using Zoom right now and stuff like that. And so uh, I don't know, have you seen any of those like videos of people that are doing like their work from home things about people don't understand how Zoom works. And so like, they'll go and just like take a shit while everybody stares at them. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I, I know how to avoid that shit. Um, I, I've been using Zoom since... I started doing web development for my buddy in 2012. I mean, they were just barely two years old at that point. I'm honestly able and willing, more than willing to help anybody out who's having any questions or problems with it. More than happy, more than happy. So, you know, let's get it on. I'll help you out. I don't know, a, few, a couple months ago, I just got done feeling sorry for myself. I got done being pissed off and sad. Is what it is. And especially when I, oh, there's one of our llamas right there. Uh, came in right. for a visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We let the llamas go out into the yard. Um, we used to have a jumper, a real skittish llama called Night Train. We named him Night Train. And uh, he, would, he would jump at anything. And of course, we got bears out here. We got mountain lions, bobcats, coyotes. So these llamas kind of got to be steeled kind of got to be tough and night train freaked out when a bear got into the pen and let himself get into a corner and and but he used to be the jumper and we so we used to have really high fences we couldn't let him into the south end of the property but now that he's gone unfortunately you know rest in peace but uh anyway yeah so we don't have any jumpers so now the llamas have like free reign so they'll show up at my window in the bunkhouse just and say what's up. Just say what's up. And one of the newer llamas is a uh, rescue llama from a petting zoo. So unlike the pack llamas who like give you a healthy distance, this guy will come straight up to you, lick your face, you know, blowing your, blowing your, your nose. Cause that's he's how not, they, he's not six feet apart. He is definitely not six feet, man. Most definitely not six feet. He's pretty entertaining though. Yeah, that was a little bit of a side. Yes, I'm on. I'm on the llama land. I'm on. I'm on the Wild Lane Llama Rescue Ranch. I guess you could say, it's uh, it's a nice little peaceful 
respite from uh, suburbia and the city and the rest of the world for a little bit. And there's plenty of space up here. Uh, no, it's, uh, I was gonna say, I know, like, uh, I don't know, how, I know you didn't really go out much as it was, but it was like, how different is you know, down in Denver? I because like I felt weird just going out in Glenwood the other day. I called to pick up some food from Zhang's, and uh, I go to pick it up. And you know, even though like Glenwood's a small town, but you still expect to see people out and about, and it was dead. I was, you mm-hmm. know, the only car in the whole area, and it was, it was a little weird, you know, just not seeing anything else happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I, when I first had to get over here for the treatment and stuff last year, man, Denver was off the hook. It was bustling. It was always there. Something's always happening. Yeah. Yeah. I come from a Glenwyn fan or excuse me. I come from a golden family, Mm -hmm. um, golden central city area. That's where I grew up. And so I remember Denver when it was a little cow town, you know, biggest little cow town outside of Texas, they used to call it. And even in the 90s, even when I thought it was starting to get hopping and cool, it was nothing compared to what I experienced going down there last summer, last fall. Um, holy shit, the place is off the hook, busier than hell. And we had to do we had to do an errand or two and go down through downtown. Dead, 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 dead scary dead yeah it's a little interesting just how everything almost it's a little everything's stopped but it's just you know you see these big cities and all this stuff and there's like four people on the street and it's just it's weird you know um like some of my friends that live in vegas like they you know they've been sending me videos of them just going down the strip and no one else is there and uh-huh. it's just it's i don't know it's such a creepy weird thing every you literally realize how empty it is how much space there is if no one else is there. <laughs> right. Right. My God, how many people live in the city? Who knows? But now we're getting things of like a lot of the front range people. These people are starting to go up and, and show up at the state parks. And, you know, personally, I don't think it's that huge of a deal as long as you kind of stay, give yourself some distance. And I mean, my God, yeah, you want to go out, you want to walk the dog, you want to take a bike ride or something. You show up to your favorite trail. If that parking lot is full, fucking turn around, have an alternate. Well, that's the one thing I have noticed here is like, yeah, like the towns are empty, but you know, people still want to go out and like do stuff. But like I went to, I was, you know, at work the other day driving by uh, where mushroom rock is in Carbondale Uh and the, trailhead like the parking lot was like jam-packed and i was like that's okay cool i was like what are you guys doing you know i, like, I get it. you want to go out and see the out- outdoors and stuff but obviously this isn't it <laughs> you know so it's just like situational awareness i guess um but apparently the, you know the sheriffs they started posting up outside of uh, the penny springs and they're keeping people out of the penny springs up there I heard about that one. Yeah. Because people yeah. are flooding it. I mean, you're having 50, 60 cars there at a time. and it's, They busted a party up there. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it's kind of, I get it. You know, it's hard not being able to want to, want to go do stuff and you really can't right now. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking because, you know, it's spring, weather's getting nicer, it's getting warm outside. All I want to do is be outside. And so, well, like I have a couple of caver buddies of mine who are world travelers. They're out there a lot. And, they've had to deal with shit in different countries like this. And and they've actually, they were abroad when all this happened. And my friend Lori made a great post about masking. Um, 
she would post some shit of her riding on the Vespa out in like Cambodia or, or Indonesia or something. And she's got a badass mask with like a kitty face on or, or tie dye or whatever, a pirate flag the next day. And that's the thing. The whole point of this all and the whole point we're given the six feet, the whole point we're trying to minimize um, exposure is because human beings are snot and phlegm factories and, and sneezing and just every little bit. So one little mask, you're going to go out and you're going to go hit mushroom rock when there's fucking 40 other cars. Cool. Wear a fucking mask though. You know, it doesn't have to be heavy, heavy material, just light enough, light enough that you can still breathe through the sun, bitch. But something that if you do sneeze or cough on your way up or down the trail, you're not going to fucking put your germs on somebody else. You're going to, you're going to limit it for other people. Right. That's the whole point. Humans are germ factories. We love to spread it amongst each other. Humans are caring social beings and that includes the fucking diseases we carry. So yeah. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. so yeah it's a lot of isolation it's a lot of oh i i worry about you guys i worry about the western colorado the valley um my friends down in the san juans my friends in in the roaring fork valley in the eagle valley um because y'all are dealing with it like relatively more than anyone else in the state right now you have the highest concentrations in the state so you got to be real careful up there you know oh absolutely i mean there's definitely that you know i mean it's in like you know it's whether it's paranoia or what it's okay it's not paranoia depending how far you take it i guess you can whatever you consider paranoia but it's like i go to people's houses all day for work and i've changed very differently how i operate you know Mm -hmm. like i'm not you know i i try to do everything from the outside if i can you know i spend minimal time inside uh, yeah, and it's just, it's different how it's like, it's changed. Cause it's like, you know, I go to a lot of people's houses. I don't know where they've been. They also don't know where I've been yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't know who they've come in contact with. So it's like, I'm already getting exposed no matter what high risk is what it is. I'm not going to, I can't, you know, whatever. Like I'm glad to still be working at least one job. That's for sure. But it's yeah. just, you know what? Like it's kind of unique how everybody's just how literally all of a sudden how we operate, how our whole society changes. You know, it's like every, that's why I think it's so weird is like, you know, it's like, we're all in this together while being as far away from each other as we physically can. As possible. Yeah. As possible. And somebody said, and I can't remember where I read it, but somebody made a very, very good point. This shouldn't be called social distancing. This should be called physical distancing because socially speaking, I think, honestly, this is bringing us together. More. I think socially people are closer now socially than they are it's just physical distance i think you're right that's actually probably a much better term for it i agree who knows who knows this is gonna be some interesting stuff i was gonna say what are some of the other have you noticed any other similarities between what you went through and what we're all going through now as far as like obviously you know the whole lifestyle change the whole what the fuck is happening what's next you know um, like the work stuff the work stuff um when there's a question of, is this real? Is this like, how much is this really going to affect us? When the words started coming out and the of, about the spread and stuff, but we were still open. We were still open for business. Caverns were still rocking. The mountains were still rock. It was like, but everybody, all of a sudden you got this question. That's what it was like for me last April and May when 
all of a sudden, what the fuck is going on? Something right. I've never seen before is happening in my life and it's affecting my work, but it hasn't completely crashed me yet. And that's when they put me on partial disability. So I'm like in this gradual thing. And then all of a sudden in June, I find out end of the month, you're going to be done with all of your steady work. You're going to have nothing. Doesn't really matter. You're put on full disability anyway. Um, and it was first, first, just the shock. It's like, dude, there was a way I know I could have done something differently. This was all my fault. You almost feel that guilt of like, fuck, I'm not crafty enough. I what could I have done differently? Or what could I have done differently? And then when they sent me to the specialist at UC Health and specialist, you know, took those tests and, and the advanced MRIs and all that other stuff and uh, came back with, no, you're fucked. I'm putting you on full disability. Um, and it's going to last at least a year, maybe more. Um, that's when all of a sudden all that self guilt and shit slowly started going away. It was like, Oh, wait a minute. You know what? A lot of this shit was due to forces outside of my control. And it was, do you find, do you find that irritating or more easy to accept? Cause you know, it's like, I had four jobs. I'm down to one. And like, what sucks is like, I know I'm a good worker. And I think it's just like, you know, it sucks. Cause like it hurts. Cause it's like, I did, there's nothing I could have done differently. This would have happened. Right. At the end of the day. And so like, right. at least for me, I see it as like very frustrating, you know, mm -hmm. but like, so like, how'd you react to it initially? Maybe with frustration and you know, I'm like, but I don't know if it was like a different sense of feeling. That's a really good word to use. Cause you're right. Frustration. Great word to use in this, in this case. And, and probably in, 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 in the sense, in the case everybody's in right now too, um, frustration, because you know, you're capable, you know, you've got the talent, the skill, the experience, whatever, to do what you're doing. And you can't do it. It's not there. That fucking sucks. You work on it. You work on, on finding the focus and the peace to work through it. And you find the side things to work through it, like starting the podcast, like brushing up my on-air demos and things like that, starting to get out to radio stations. But then it becomes frustrating as shit again because I don't like being idle. I like to be working. I like to be pushing myself and I like to be chasing the things that I want to be doing. And so I have become, after gaining a little bit of peace and acceptance, I've become frustrated as shit once more, uh, but for entirely different reasons now. Things will turn around, you know, at the end of the day, like if you have the right intention and a good heart, you know, things will always end up okay, I think. Oh yeah, I'd, I'm not giving up on this one. You know, I've just, I've never been a quitter and, and I'm pretty focused on what I want. I know what I want. That's one of the things like we were talking about just a little bit earlier there is I've had this year so far to really look at it and think about it and put shit together and clear a lot of bullshit out of my head and move forward. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. Oh, there goes Solamente. Solo. That's the other. That's Another llama. Yeah, he's one of the retired pack llamas. Oh, and there's our lead llama, Cardamom. We'll still take him on the backbone. We'll still like, you know, but we won't load him up anymore. They're getting a little bit old. So, yeah. Love these guys, though. They're so cool. 
And they're awesome. just funky. Llamas look so funky. They make you happy. You look at them and you're like. He was like, right on, llama. Like, <laughs> That's such a weird animal. It you is. Can't be, it's, you can't be sad after you hang out with a llama for an afternoon. You just can't be sad. It's impossible. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Good question. You distracted oh, me with the llamas. And, uh, you're basically, I know what I want. And... Uh, I'm fucking determined. I'm fucking determined as hell. So, yeah. Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat. Just keep listening. Until then, remember that it's all in your head.